0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you on the Zoom. And this morning, I'm very, very happy to have with me two gentlemen from Iroquois Federal, Tom Chamberlain, who is the Senior Executive Vice President. Jerry Askren, who's uh, executive vice president well, or something vice of ag. President, yes,
2: <laughs> you, vice president, yeah, vice president. You
1: know Jerry is part of the Tom and Jerry show, So, and he will be back with us next week with Tom Fricky to talk about an ag outlook for the year. This is the time of year we always try to kind of take a status check of where we're at and where we're going. One of the things I always find so fascinating in Vermilion County is the kind of resources we have. These two guys are an example of that. Tom Chamberlain and Jerry Askren have a wealth of knowledge and experience in the banking industry. And so they're going to talk with us this morning a little bit about the economy, where we're at, where we're going, what's happening. So good morning, gentlemen.
0: Good morning,
1: Linda. So Tom's start- Tom and Jerry show. <laughs> That's true, actually, <laughs> it is. It is a Tom and Jerry show, it's a 2.0. Um, So, Tom, get us started. Give me some perspective on how the um, financial world, the economy, got through 2021 before we even start talking about
0: 2022. Well, Linda, I would say, you know, 2021 uh, followed up 2020. uh, We're still, obviously, still in the pandemic, uh, but 2021 was the year of recovery. Um, It was also a year of change, as we mentioned earlier. I think the one thing we've learned uh, even before the pandemic is uh, the new norm is change, and the pandemic just kind of accelerated that. Uh, We have to be ready to adapt to change every day, uh, and and every day we're making new choices. But uh, overall, the economy uh, recovered uh, greatly last year, both nationally uh, and then also on the state and uh, local levels. I think we've... We've done very good. Um, uh, a lot of people, the way they look at economy, uh, the way the Fed does is they really concentrate on unemployment uh, and then also inflation. And we'll touch on both today. But you know, just starting with unemployment, uh, our unemployment uh, uh, nationally at the end of November is down to 3.9 percent. Our historical low uh, was really about three and a half percent. So we're approaching. Uh, what I would consider full employment. Uh, Vermilion County were at 4.9%, uh, and the state of Illinois is at 45 But both Vermilion County and the state has always tended to trail behind the US averages. And I, and as I mentioned, I kind of think we're reaching full employment. Um, there's always going to be a small percentage out there in that unemployment number for one reason or num- uh, another, but yet, um, you know, you. You can drive through any town in, the, uh, in Vermilion County and see all kinds of help wanted signs. Everybody is just begging for help. Uh, nationally, when you look at some other numbers, and being a banker, we like numbers, um, there's 11 million job openings in the United States right now, and our unemployment rate, our unemployment is only 6.9 million people. Well, there's a difference there of a little over four million people. And where did that come? As you look at the number, there's actually four million people fewer in the United States looking, at, um, uh, that want to work uh, now than when we went into the pandemic. And so a lot of people have just left the workforce uh, for many reasons, and many of them aren't coming back. Um, when we look at small businesses, uh, they're the you know heartbeat of every community. 49% of small businesses in a recent survey said they had positions they could not fill historical averages are only 22% in the same survey, so over double what uh, we are And uh, so that unemployment number is uh, is huge or I mean it is, is the, the employment situation is huge and that there's so many unfilled positions and there isn't enough people to fill them um, uh, we've seen over time even before the pandemic labor participation rates going down. fewer people wanting to work in the market and that hasn't changed uh, and then we've also seen and uh, here in Vermillion County we, we've seen it um, but uh, also nationwide it's kind of an aging of the of the workforce um, in 2010 seniors made up uh, um, 22 percent of the labor market and that those are people 65 or older uh today they make up 28 percent and by 2030 they're expected to make up 35 percent so a third of our workforce uh and 2030 are going to be uh people over 65 so we're seeing a demographic change in the workforce as well as we try to keep people into the workforce because the demand is so so great so Um, You know, the economy is is moving forward, Um, uh, the employment has returned, but at the same time, in order to get people into the workforce, wages have uh, jumped uh, significantly. That is great. Everybody wants to make more money. But then we have the other problem that we'll get into, and that's inflation. Yeah. Inflation is outpacing the wage increases. So you're making more. But everything you have to buy costs more than the additional amount you, you make and that is our, our next concern. Uh, and that's uh, what we've seen in 2021 as well. Inflation come up. Uh, everybody thought it was only going to be temporary. I don't think that's the case. I think we're going to see that all the way through through 2022 and on into 2023. Uh, but that's our next worry. But I take a quick break there.
1: Okay, thanks. Thanks, Tom. Hey, Jerry, real quick, before we go to break. Um, so uh, the world is changing constantly, as Tom said, our new normal is change. So how is that affecting your business? So your customer base must be in the throes of change, too. You have to meet new needs and new opportunities for new kinds of customers. Is that correct?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're on uh, lending to a consumer or a, or a business individual. Uh, everything's always changing. And uh, as Tom was talking about, the the expenses to run a business have skyrocketed. The, the expenses to buy an automobile or to do new items, fix up things in your house, those expenses have all been increasing. And that's the inflation that Tom was talking about. So those demands on the borrower have increased. And then that makes the need for financing uh, sometimes harder to come by uh because their their needs for money are greater but uh, the the one thing factor that seems to be helpful for those people that are looking to expand their business or improve their home is that at currently and tom's going to get into this a little bit later too the interest rates have stayed lower so borrowing remains at least for the moment uh, lower about okay. the only thing that is
1: okay Well, we're going to go to break and when we come back we're going to talk more with uh tom and jerry in just a moment on newsmakers 1490 wdan
2: 1490
1: wdan welcome back to newsmakers 1490 wdan linda bolton with you on the zoom call and uh, joining me this morning are Senior Executive Vice President at Iroquois Federal, Tom Chamberlain, and Executive Vice President of Ag, Jerry Askren. Uh, They are continuing our look forward, our glimpse backward and our look forward uh, as we begin this new year and wonder what's what's ahead of us. Tom, uh, you mentioned so many things in your first segment. Um, So what are the things that you think, I'm assuming you're saying jobs, and inflation are the things we most need to keep our eyes on as we move through the year. Is that correct?
0: Yes, uh, you know, the inflation is now the big worry. Um, uh, and you're hearing that in the news more. Um, when you when you look at the hard numbers, they uh, tend to be scary. You have to go back to the 1980s to see uh, inflation at levels we are today, and all the way back to the 70s to see inflation uh, across the board in all areas. Um, so there isn't virtually anything you buy or do that hasn't been affected by inflation. Uh and so that is the big concern. A few of us have been around since the 80s and we remember the uh 20% interest rate days. Hey, hey. Uh I can remember borrowing from my house at 10% and thought that was a great rate. Uh when it hit seven percent years later we thought we well, you know we hit the lottery. So Sure. Uh, do I think we'll get that high again? I I don't think so. But that's what you worry about when inflation um, uh, starts uh, approaching the numbers that we have today. And so uh, the way the Fed, uh, which is Federal Reserve Board, the way they try to control inflation is they really try to slow up the economy. And how can they slow up the economy? Well, they've been buying uh, treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, which is something they. They didn't do before 2008 uh, when they had less than a trillion in, a, in a, their uh, assets and now it's over eight trillion approaching nine trillion so uh, one they quit buying bonds and so the market has to go absorb those and, and when you have less buyers obviously the interest rates will go up and then the, the direct way they affect interest rate is through the discount rate and so they're looking to raise interest rates and that'll raise interest rates for everybody be it uh, uh house loans, or car loans, or business loans. Um, those, uh, they're gonna drive those rates up. And uh, that's where the economists, they all have to take their guess. Uh, I remember in, in college, an uh, uh, economics teacher saying, if you put all the economists together end to end in the world, you'll still not reach a conclusion. <laughs> that's, you know, that's what we're dealing with. We're all taking our best guesses. Uh, but we do expect interest rates to go. Um, when you do look at the market and those that seem to to, to, to normally be the most correct, um, and you look at the tea leaves going forward, I would envision a, a, a interest raise of a quarter percent probably this March, another quarter probably this summer, and another quarter probably uh, towards the end of the year. Um, it is an election year so they, they try not to raise rates just before the election so that's why i'm thinking in the middle of the year and then one after the election uh, for three this year so interest rates will be three quarters or percent higher um and i think we'll see that across the board both on home loans uh car loans and business loans and then next year i i anticipate another uh, three quarters of percent in 2022 and another three quarters of percent in 2023 just to try to slow inflation and if inflation continues at the pace it is they'll move some of those rate uh, hikes sooner than later and if it if uh, the pandemic uh, hangs on and and things slow up uh, just because we have to start uh, scaling back then we may be able to push some of those rate hikes uh, back but it's clear they're coming Um, uh, i i I wouldn't uh, there's very few people in the camp that interest rates aren't going to go up
1: So Jerry, real quick, because next week, we're gonna talk more about the impact on the ag industry. But again, so what Tom is describing with inflation, we still seem to have a strong economy. We still seem to have pent up demand to purchase. So this is the time of year when the farmers are figuring out what new pieces of equipment they're going to add to their inventory and what they wanna go into debt over. Uh, based on what we saw from the harvest, quick look at where you think the ag economy is going.
2: Well, right now, they're fighting the same thing that everybody else is, it's the inflationary numbers. Uh, their input costs have, have increased dramatically. Uh, so their, their costs are up, uh, in some cases, doubled what it was or, uh, or more from the previous year. Linda, we've talked in the, in the ag segments with Tom Pricky that anhydrous is something that you can't grow corn without. And that's one of the items that have really increased in price. So the farmers are dealing with that same thing. And right now, one of the, uh, one of the things that's favorable to them is that they could borrow money cheaply, whether they're buying equipment, uh, farmland or paying for their input costs. Well, as, as Tom was just talking about over the next 24 months, we're probably going to see those numbers increase, uh, from where we're at now in the low threes to, uh, the four to four and a half. And when you start talking about borrowing uh, a million plus dollars every year just to operate your business, then that's just one more expense item that that they're going to be dealing with as well. Now, thankfully for the the farm operator at this point, the uh, commodity prices that's there's another uh, economic factor that has uh, stayed high at this point, so their incomes are are keeping track a little better with their expenses. So uh again, what what they're look what the farmer will be looking at now, same thing that might be for the homeowner as well. If you're gonna lock in those lower rates, do you need to do that in the next uh, uh, few months? So if you're gonna go out and buy that next eighty acre track or uh buy that next uh three hundred thousand dollar home, um you you may be wanting to to move that process forward. Good point. Good point.
1: All right, uh, Derek, let's go ahead and go to break so I don't have to interrupt. And We'll come back in just a moment to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN.
2: 1490
1: WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you on the Zoom call this morning. Senior Executive Vice President at Iroquois Federal, Tom Chamberlain. So uh, executive vice president of Ag, Jerry Askren, we're looking ahead uh, economically into 2022. And these guys have been giving us a ton of information. So, Tom, let's take it down to the basics for a minute. You know, everybody hears everything now uh, from national news about, oh, my God, oh, my God, inflation's up with employment this and everybody's running around with their hair on fire. Let's have some practical advice. So I'm just an ordinary homeowner. Maybe it's time for me to move up to a new house. Maybe I need more room. Maybe I need a new car. How do I approach this decision-making at this point in time in this kind of weird climate?
0: Well, I think the good news locally is people are actually, you know, there are always people that are living day to day and struggling along. But as, as you look in the whole, people today have more savings than they had before we went into COVID. They weren't out shopping, they weren't out traveling, they weren't out doing stuff. And so they were able to conserve and they, they built savings for the first time in decades. And I think that's a good sign going in. And so they, they've been able to build up their credit. So if you are looking for that new house, interest rates right now are still low and they're and even though they're going to start raising as we talked later in the year they're still below historical norms so it's still uh, going to be cheap for you to borrow um, on the car market uh, you, you know the concern there is as you talk to all the car dealers they can't get cars new or used on their locks and so the car prices remain uh, high. Uh, But if you want to buy them and and you have the ability to to borrow the money to do it, you can I had a conversation with a local car dealer just yesterday, and they said, yeah, people are finding their their car value of what they own in the last year has actually gone up. He says, that'll never happen again. You know, congratulations, enjoy it. But as soon as things get back to normal, car prices will come down. Uh, So on the car front, that's the the difficulty. Um, uh, You know, go out and support our local car dealers. But understand they're not going to have 400 cars on a lot, they may have 75. So your choice is going to be uh, less, you can't be as picky. Um, but there is a lot of good news going forward. Uh, you know, we are going to get COVID behind us. Um, it's, uh, you know, we're dealing with Omicron today, and that that's, that's tough. Hey, I just had it last week, and I was vaccinated and boosted but I'm a believer in those. I had a mild case of the sniffles and, and who knows if I hadn't been vaccinated, I'm, I'm a true believer in it. And again, I'm not a doctor, I am just a numbers guy and the numbers say they work. And so, um, you know, everybody has their own opinion and you're entitled to that and I, I get all that but the numbers to me say it works and we know we're gonna get through it. And, uh, and so that is gonna be good. I think we're gonna be dealing in, as we go in the world with kind of a hybrid world. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been working remote. Uh, more people want to stay remote than is gonna happen, but I think we'll see some more hybrid opportunities. Um, but we're still gonna be dealing with supply chain issues and a lot of the things we had in 2021, and we all learned to manage around them, uh, and, and we got through them. And, and I think that's the important part. Stay positive. Uh, you know, we are uh, we're we're in a lot better situation today than we were after the crash of 2008, and we'll get through it, and uh, and 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 we'll all be better for it. Absolutely.
1: Hey, real quick, Jerry, just a couple of minutes. Um, but one of the things I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about this. Uh, one of the things we had thrown right in our faces and we could not ignore was the the gap. The haves and the have nots uh, when COVID first surfaced and we realized how many people were literally living paycheck to paycheck I think that's finally eased somewhat but there's still people struggling my question is are we saving enough because that's so easy not to do two minutes all right well,
2: as, as Tom just said, there there was a lot of people that did save money, but that's not everybody because there were a lot of folks when they when they got those stimulus monies, when they they couldn't travel and go on vacation, they bought big screen TVs and and updated on a lot of items. That great, you've got more things, but they haven't put back money for their savings, and and that gap's there, Linda. And you're right, and and it's. And there's times when you look at it in the economy, we see people walk in our door here at the bank that are that are wealthy and, and worked hard all their lives and put money back for savings. And then I see other folks that come in that are just struggling day to day as Tom had talked about before. Um, and that was part of the situation. Now you, you can talk to two people that got the exact same incomes and stimulus and had the same expenses. And one person's put together some money in a nice savings account, saving for some problems down the road or something that might happen down the road. And the other person that spent every dollar that they had. Um, it, it just comes back to the mindset of uh, planning for the future and and uh, and not always spending the money for everything that you want to have but also holding back and spending the money on those things that you need.
1: Well, and the way my mom and dad always raised me was, that's just what you do. You take a small amount, it doesn't have to be $100, if it's $20, but you put it in the pot and you let it, you let it grow and, and you've got it. And, and it's critically important as a part of how you move forward into your own future economically.
2: Unfortunately, Linda, not everyone was raised with people like your parents. So <laughs> That's congratulations true. Congratulations <laughs> to them and to you. Uh, yeah, with some people, they never learned that from their parents and they had to learn it on their own, and and that and some haven't learned it yet.
1: Okay, one minute, Tom. Best piece of advice going into 2022?
0: Oh, best piece of life, you know, and we've learned it uh, um, be ready for change, adapt to change and know that tomorrow something's going to happen that you didn't expect and just roll with it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, it's the way we're going. But we live Absolutely. in a wonderful place, I, I, you know, I, I, I'd be remiss to say Danville is is a, such a wonderful community. Uh, at the end of this year, I will lived in Danville longer than any town in, in my entire life, including the, my hometown when I grew up in, and and I, I, I don't find any other town to be as friendly. As giving as supportive, um, it's just a great place to live. So concentrate on the positives. Uh, we have a wonderful place here. Yes, our state has problems. Yes, the national scene has problems. But uh, you know, uh, we've got a good place to be here. But then also raise your voices and try to make a difference in the world.
1: Absolutely, great advice. Hey guys, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Uh, I hope this this is the start of something we do on a fairly regular basis, check in with you every once in a while and see how things are going. The information is helpful to people, I think, and helps us better understand where we're at in the economy. I wish you both the best in 2022, and we will talk again soon. Jerry, I will talk to you next week. Thanks, Linda. Thanks, Linda. Thank you so much for being with us. All right, join me tomorrow. Uh, Melissa Rome will be with me. We'll be uh, talking about COVID. Boy, there's a surprise. Uh, neither one of us thought that three years into this, we'd be sitting here talking about it again, but by golly, we're going to. So uh, the latest numbers are pretty ugly, people. Our positivity rate is uh, through the roof. I just about choked last night when I, um, Doug sent them out. So we have a lot to talk about tomorrow and. I hope that you join us for Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton.
2: Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com.
1: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.